0: to the Marvel at Jesus podcast from Life Point Five, where we talk with Christian artists and more about the things that wow them about Jesus. I am Mandy Bowman, uh, joined by a very special guest today. If you listen to Christian music for any length of time, surely you've heard of for King and Country, uh, as well as Rebecca St. James from back in the day, still making some music too. I've got uh, joining me today, Helen Smallbone, the mother of these really amazing human beings. Thank you for joining me today, Helen.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Mandy. It's such a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Uh, so the purpose of the Marble at Jesus podcast is really to, to take a few moments with our special guests and share about some of the things that just wow us about Jesus as we've been walking with him for, for so many years or, or digging into God's word, either reading stories or seeing what he's done in our lives and just sharing some of those things to encourage those, uh, listening. So Helen, what is, what is something that really wows you about Jesus?
1: Um, there's probably so many things, you know, I, I'm, um, turned 68 about a month ago and, uh, It's such a privilege to be this age and to be able to look back on life and see the footprints of God, you know, see where he's led you, where he's closed doors, where he's been with you through hard times, where he's just loved on you when you needed it. And so there are a lot of wow moments. Um, I think um, as I look back, uh, just in general speaking, not sort of as much specific speaking. But my life verse for 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 right you know in this season at any rate is Ephesians three twenty which says God can and this is paraphrase God can do much much more than anything we can ask or even imagine through His power and for His glory and and I look at our life the fact that we are a little Australian family uh, growing up in Australia and disaster happens. And a door opens for us to come to America. Um, and then, through the hard times of losing everything, when my husband turned 40, God has birthed both Rebecca uh, St. James's career, which has impacted a generation of girls and young women. And then for King Country's career, that has influenced, it's crazy, Mandy, but it's influencing the kids of the people that Rebecca influence yeah. and that like that just blows me away so on a grand scale to see what god has done in um in just leading and guiding um and also you know there's there's verses in the bible that says that god will god will like give back the years that the locusts have stolen you know we lost everything when we came here we came with 16 suitcases and nothing more And we had no car. We had no furniture. We did have a house that we were renting. Um, And to see the miracles of God in caring for us and providing for us and then restoring back to us everything that we lost is just absolutely mind-blowing. Like he is a very good and faithful God, and that is the testament of our life or my life.
0: I love that. I, I was reading some, some scripture lately, just talking about the goodness of, of God. And, and we see examples of that all the way through the old Testament and the new Testament and the scripture, scripture tells just how good God is and then given yeah. the stories of his greatness. But you've seen it really firsthand. I mean, yeah, you, you read scripture, but boy, was it on full display in,
1: in your life? Very much on full display. And because, um, in our early years, in in 1991, 1992, probably 1993, those were we came here in 1991. Um, when we were really struggling to put food on the table, um, we would gather around. We were honest with the kids as to what was going on. We were journeying life together. Uh, we'd taken the kids out of school at the beginning of '91, and when we moved here, we decided that we would continue to homeschool them. Um, and we just relied, we, we would gather around in the living room and pray, pray for our basic needs, pray for what, uh, for direction, for openings. And we were able to, as a family, witness um, the answers to those prayers. And it impacted every single one of our children, uh, which is probably why uh, those careers have been birthed.
0: No, I, I love, I love that, uh, that you guys, you felt like you needed to stay with homeschooling. I'm also a product of, of homeschooling, did it for elementary school. My, uh, my dad's a pastor. And so we were, we were living on one income for most of mm-hmm. my childhood and there, I had three sisters. So they're like a lot of us <laughs> living, <laughs> living on, on one income, but we, we had some, some similar circumstances too, where, where, okay, sometimes things would be a little tight and my parents would make the best of it, but we definitely did spend a whole lot of praying and relying on God to, to take care of everything. And, and we, we never went without the things that we needed sometimes a lot of things that we wanted, but God was very good and faithful to continue to provide for, for us as we were, we were doing the the best we could for, for our family and taking care of our church. And, and, and so I love to see that kind of same story. I think yours on a much bigger scale because, because you got a couple more kids and, and then, you know, changing continents and everything too. That's a super big deal. But, uh, but I love, love seeing examples of, of God's goodness and his faithfulness to provide. Right.
1: Well, and when in that those early days, um I actually learnt something about the character of God. We read um in the Gospels uh that that Jesus will provide our needs. He knows our needs, you know, mm. that he sees everything that we need and he will look after us. Um but I actually had a situation um about the 3 months after we had arrived in uh, Nashville um we were coming close to Christmas and we'd always made a big deal about Christmas in our home and i went to david and i said so christmas is coming you know what are you but what are we going to do and he said well there's no money i mean there's just there's there's nothing um and i said well do you think i could at least go to the dollar shop like you know just get some little things and maybe put them in a stocking or something. And he said, yeah, maybe. And so I was sort of prepping the kids, you know, was, Christmas is going to look different this year, you know, mm-hmm. we're on the other side of the world. And, um, you know, we did believe in Santa and I said, I don't think that um, Santa's going to be able to find us here. Yeah, all the logical, you know, all the logical <laughs> right. you <know>, <laughs> sort of prepping things of whatever. And, um, Unknowns to really any of us, I get a phone call one day, it had to have been early December, and um, the person on the line said, listen, I'm a, I'm a teacher from the local school um, that was just down the road, about a half a mile away, and she said um, one of our kids in our second grade class. Uh, we decided this year that as a second grade that we would try and find a local family that was in need that we could support for christmas and one of our kids suggested you oh. would you be would you be interested and i'm like yeah that sounds incredible and i tell you what the provision for our family that christmas was above and beyond it was mm. exceptional they loved it. that you know that they they just went out and before i knew it We had a bunch of gifts being dropped at the house um, and those kids didn't miss out on a thing. And, you know, Mandy, one thing that it taught me, yes, we know and God promises he will look after our needs. Those Christmas gifts weren't needs. Mm -hmm. They were, in a way, they were a mother's wants for her kids. They weren't, you know, and, and it showed me the kindness of God that if we walk following him if we're obedient to what he's asking us to do he'll look after the rest because that came from left field that came unexpectedly it came from the hand of God and we uh, it showed me I suppose to me it showed the kindness of God
0: Oh, I love that story so much. Oh, God is so good. And I love sharing stories like this that just remind us of of his kindness like that. Thank you, uh, Helen. Um, so let's let's pivot for for just a second. Mm, man, okay, that was so good. Um so you you've got a book that's been out for a little bit. Behind the Lights: The Extraordinary uh-huh. Adventure of a Mum and Her Family. I love that it's mum instead of mom.
1: <laughs> that, just, well, that just makes me smile have, every time. I, I had to keep it on an international international right. level. <laughs>
0: that's super cool and um and I I know we've been talking a little bit about um some of the stuff that y'all went through as as you you moved from Australia you resettled in America but uh but if people if people read that book what's something that you hope they get out of it
1: well just what we've been talking about really how uh, I look at life and life's hard life's Mm -hmm. hard. You never know what's going to hit you. You never know what's around the bend. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantees of life. There's no guarantees of tomorrow, of your job, whatever. Um, What I hope people would take from the book, God asked really a lot of us, I think in you know, we we didn't even have family and friends or familiarity of culture and environment. You know, he took us to the other side of the world and we seriously were living, you know, hand to mouth with with very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hope that people realise and they would take from the book as they see our journey, um, encouragement that God is with them on their journey and to feel um maybe loved on a little more and maybe there's another thing that mandy i really wanted to challenge christians to do and i and i i say it's getting out of the box and i i what i mean by that is every culture has a I don't know, an unwritten deeming or an unwritten rule of what success looks like, of what life looks like. And here in America especially, to sort of be successful, and, and, and probably it's a Western culture, to be successful means, you know, you get married, you have a family, you send your kids to school, they graduate here in America on the 16th birthday, you're meant to give them a car. Mm-hmm. At 18, you're meant to provide them to go to college um, and you're meant to pay for that and then you're meant to buy your home and you're sort of having health insurance and, and, you know, if you do all those things and have enough for retirement, you've had a successful, you know, good in inverted commas life. Yeah. And, and I feel like we often take God on our journey, not follow God on his journey because it's too scary. He might mm. ask something that's not in that model. You know, he might right. ask us to do something that's totally different. And, and I hope that I, and I know and a lot of people feel a God calling on their life. They're maintaining a job. They're doing a job that they don't love, but it provides and it's a good income. And they're going through the motions of life instead of having a passion for life and a passion to follow Jesus. And I know even in their background of their mind, there might be like, there's this thing that I feel like I should have done, but I just, it's too late now. I can't do it. And I hope that I encourage other people to step out of the box, to step out of what culture says life should look like and trust God and be obedient and follow his calling for their life, even even when it doesn't make sense. Yes. Oh, that is
0: good. All right, so when... When God called you guys to pick up all your kids from Australia and move all the way to America, did, did you have any kind of idea that yes, it was going to be, be difficult, but you were going to see some really incredible ways God was going to use you and your kids was, was that even, a, a was there even an idea of how God was going to use them?
1: Um, we had recognised that Rebecca had a gift before mm-hmm. we left Australia. Um, she went, the kids were in Christian schools in Australia and she had just started, um, well, for there it's high school, but here it would still be middle school. Um, so because our high school is like five or six years, you know, it's not sort of separated like like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was... She tried out for a Christian rock band in a, in Australia that was uh, that was from the school and they would just perform at different events um and she normally the this rock band consisted of kids who were probably in grades 10, 11 and 12 and she was younger than that and she got in and it got our attention that she would have gotten in when really She shouldn't have. And then secondly, one of the music teachers from the school recognised her singing ability and used her to record some of his songs and, and, you know, was was sort of encouraging her vocally as well. And so David and I, before we left Australia, actually um, did a recording of Rebecca um, in Australia that David had in the back of his mind maybe... He could try and get a record deal for her in America. So there was an inkling that that might be an avenue that God would use. Mm -hmm. But I think it was only an inkling. (laughs) It (laughs) it definitely, it definitely wasn't something that we came to do. Right, right. Um, So like, just kind of an idea
0: in the back of your mind, not necessarily something that you were, you were, hoping and relying on at that point right? that's correct
1: yeah that's correct david had a job in i mean he was a christian concert promoter uh for about uh 14 years before we came to america so he had a small record company um he promoted christian music in australia we would bring international artists to australia and tour them across australia so we were already involved with christian music before we left australia Mm -hmm. so when we landed here he was actually to manage um, a Christian artist that he had done very well with in Australia. Um, and that job um, lasted only two months because um, David's reputation, the Christian music's pretty small, mm-hmm. and his reputation f- coming from Australia because he lost a lot of money on a tour in Australia. Like we lost a quarter of a million dollars oh in about 1989. Mm. And, and that reputation preceded him coming to America. And when this particular artist told people that he was managed by David Smallbone, basically they said David was a loser Ooh. and um, they really didn't want to work with him. And so we was, David was sacked after two months.
0: Okay, so you yeah. you you move to America, and then he for for a job that he then loses in two months, right? That's, that's correct. It, okay, that's that's a little terrifying. I mean, I think very how terrifying. One might have been
1: horrified at that. Point.
0: <laughs> like you pick oh, yeah. up your family and move halfway across the world, and then this happens, right? Oh my, yeah,
1: yeah. And I think uh, after that, I, I was I was pregnant with our seventh baby too no health insurance. I mean, we went totally against everything that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That seems a good decision. (laughs) Right. I mean, but, but I'll say that it, we were also following God, like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what are you going to do? Sit back and say, Oh no, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. uh, Yes. It kind of reminds me of, of, um,
0: of Abraham in, in the old Testament where, where God told him, Hey, I want you to pick up all your stuff and I want you to, to go and didn't really tell him where or what the full plan was just, Hey, go this direction. And like, I'll tell you when to stop kind of thing. And, and it, it feels like y'all kind of did the exact same thing. You weren't really sure what was, what was going to happen, but God said, Hey, how about you? How about you go? And y'all went. And, and then we, we see in, in the Bible, you know, everything that came out of that obedience that, that Abraham did, I mean, Christ came through his line and, and everything that happened after that, you know, and, and to see you guys have that same sort of trust and commitment and devotion and faithfulness to the Lord. And to see everything that's come out of that, because of that decision, that just blows my mind as someone who listened to Rebecca, St. James, and now for King and country. And now I'm talking to you.
1: So that's Yeah. Uh, it blows, I tr- believe me, Mandy, it blows my mind too. And I do think that um, in some ways there are a lot of parallels between what God asked us to do and Abraham and Sarah. Um, and I feel now uh, we're in the season of blessing. Mm-hmm. And I don't take it lightly because mm-hmm. I look at what the boys have done, I look what Rebecca has done and I deemed, and I, I just want people to know, any success that has come from that has come directly from the hand of God, um, as I feel like His hand is definitely on their lives and and on the rest of us as well. They're just the people you see, you know, they're the, just the the frontliners. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact that any success we've had has come out of failure, has mm. come out of rock bottom, and we have rebuilt on a structure that was God-given. Yeah. I mean, it it blows my mind, Mandy. I I look back, I know it happened, and like a lot of our steps, a lot of our journeys, it's just one step at a time. We just take the next step, and that leads, you know, that leads to the next. Uh, There was no plan. There was no master plan. There was just... (laughs) There was just taking the next step Mm -hmm. and trusting and trusting. And I, and I now live looking for the hand of God. I try and live every day seeing his hand. It may be in a beautiful flower. It may be in a dog jumping on your lap and just loving on you. You know, I'm very, I love, I love life. I love animals. I love, I love, you know, growing things like Um, we have a bit of a farm and I have an imaginary menagerie. So I'm surrounded by, by God's creation. And I, but, but it's in lots of ways, closing doors, things that look like disasters. Where are you in this God? How are you leading me? Instead of getting overwhelmed by the disaster, it could be just a closed door that God's Mm -hmm. using to take you in a new direction. So I'm, I'm always looking, where is God in, in the scenarios and in every day, trying to see His hand. If He's with you, Mandy, you can. I mean, that's all that matters, isn't it? Yeah. If He's with you, mm-hmm. nothing else matters. And He has our best. There are so many promises, not only of His goodness and His faithfulness, but He wants the best for you. I mean, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you. They're plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future has that not been lived out in our lives and I trust that so I also believe in looking back because when you see where God has brought you it gives you the confidence to move forward to Mm -hmm. know he was faithful here he will be faithful there and and that's I don't know it just seems to be a a wonderful way to view life you know to to know if he's with you then you can do it amen
0: that's good stuff Helen all right but I time is running out a little bit and before we wrap up I do want to bring up the the fact that uh there's there's being a movie made about Mm -hmm. you and and your life and your kids and your story called unsung hero uh that's we're really excited uh about that how does it feel to have at least part of your story uh, presented in a movie format? Like
1: what? what is that like? It's surreal. Um, it has been a little overwhelming because we actually haven't had a lot to, David and I have not had a lot to do with the script and the filming of it. It is all fully filmed now. It's just on being finished edited. I think it's being finished in, edited as we speak. Um, we David and I and the family did sit down for a viewing together. Um, it is quite a wonderful story. Joel, our son plays David. He's about the same age as David was when we came here. Um, it's it was it has been a scary thing. I th- I'm hoping that just like I want the book to, and, and some people's are readers and, and the book will encourage other people on their journey that God is good, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the movie will be a visual for people, because sometimes movies impact us even in a deeper way because it's audio, it's visual, it's, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of sensory input. Right. And I'm hoping that the movie will encourage families that who may be going through a hard time. To rely on God, to look for Him, and to follow Him.
0: Oh, that's good. We're we're so excited to see that. Uh, we've been excited uh, to be reading behind the lights: an extraordinary adventure of a Mum and her family by Helen Smallbone. and And it's been it's been such a pleasure to talk with you today, Helen. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you, Mandy. Thank you for having me. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Marvel at Jesus podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out from Life 90.5.